<laughs> Welcome to Carry Us Mason, an Age of Sigmar podcast. Now, introducing your cast. If you can hear the rumble, then you're in trouble. When his dice tumble, you'll see rubble. Rules lawyer by day, administrative assistant by night. Your wonderful host, Mason Knox. And uh, you got Dennis here, too. So... Thanks, Dennis. Wonderful it. intro, as always. That was good, right? <laughs> it was good. That was good. Good call. Man. Hey, everybody. Welcome to welcome back to episode two of Carry Us Mason. Um, <laughs> we're missing Snuffy today. We're missing him. I miss him all the time. Yeah. I, I have dreams I have to talk to a counselor about because I just miss him so much. That makes sense. Yeah. You guys do have a close bond. I'm always jealous. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly can't tell. Like Sometimes he loves me. Sometimes I feel like we're best friends, and other times I feel like he's about to kill me. Yeah. I think that's really where friendship lies, right. within that balance. Yeah. yeah. And you guys are definitely there. Uh, yeah. Anyways, I, it's his anniversary or something, so he took the day off. I don't know. Right. I argue that it's I didn't approve that time card. I just want the record to... I didn't either. I said, we're, we're your family now. Right. You know. I remember that chat. Yeah. yeah. I could use the argument, like, they don't play Warhammer with you, but his wife does play Warhammer. I think his son has played. Yeah. Hmm. We're giving away too much snuffy information now. <laughs> yeah. He has a son. Get him. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's start off with hobby talk. What have you been hobbying on, Dennis? Oh, boy. Well, I have a love affair with Phoenix Guard. And, mm-hmm. uh, but mostly I've just been making myself feel pain over Bellacore wings. Right. Yeah. You've made a lot of progress on that one wing, but I know it took I a guess. while. I guess. You te- you're telling me, I guess. Yeah. I, you f- I spent. It looks really good. Yeah, it's been like 12 hours on that. Can we get the producer to put in a screenshot here? It's, yeah. Perfect. Hey, oh shit, it's me. <laughs> yeah. No, um, that's not good. It uh, at all. Yeah, I know you've been building a bunch of Phoenix Guard. Yeah, I'm going to be you up heart to Phoenixes. 40 pretty soon. Yeah. I do. They're awesome. The yeah. models are really, like, I only really wanted 20. They're, like, good enough. You can just get away with running 20. But They're really good. I started putting them together, and it's funny because, like, the Dark Elves, the Dark Shards and Dark Spears, they're a freaking nightmare. They're a nightmare to put together. But yeah, then old I models. Did, yeah, and I thought the Phoenix Guard were going to be the same, and I'm like, oh, they all have just halberds. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah, it's fucking annoying though. Nothing, <laughs> nothing's numbered. They just show you stuff, and then yeah. you're supposed to just read on the sprue that it's A, B, C, D. <laughs> like the first few that I did, I was just like matching random arms and stuff, and I'm like, why doesn't this work? Well? Hoping and praying, huh? Yeah, yeah. And then I started to do it the right way, and I'm like, oh, well, I had no way to know, but yeah, right. You know, there, that's Warhammer for you. That's pretty cool. I haven't been doing much hobby. I got kind of sick. I went on a trip. But I've painted up some stuff, <laughs> you know. What a segue. I know, right? <laughs> I, uh, In other words, I haven't been doing shit. <laughs> uh, I got some chariots built, I guess, some Stormcast Oh, yeah, chariots. you did build a lot of chariots. Yeah. One day, you were just like, that's the problem. You're, you're a loose cannon, man. We were just kind of talking about chariots. And I was like, I feel like I've been talking about chariots for a few weeks. But one day, it just really got to you. Yep. And he... You had COVID, and you were like, I'm going to orchestrate some grand-level plan so someone delivers five chariots I want to open me. my door and have these sitting there, and That's I made exactly it happen. It. So. Yeah, of course. No contact, storm strike delivery. Yeah. They were beamed As down. is tradition. Yeah, Terracrux offers uh, lightning bolt stormcast delivery. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
yeah, I wish I could have painted a little bit more. I was telling you earlier, I got like super irritated painting yesterday. I had some time and I ended up taking a nap instead. So good use of my adulting time. You got to take a nap when yeah. you can. Right. Yeah. Well, everyone's favorite segment so far through the survey that I did when I pulled our audience um, has been the weekly winner. So we're going to revisit it today. Um, I was starting with the weekly winner. Yeah, we're going to start with it. We got a full episode today, so we got to we gotta get through this stuff and then um, get to the main topic because we're going to turn and burn it. Okay. Weekly winner, um, I'm going to start off because you're pre-indisposed, whatever, you're busy. I can do everything. Yeah, I know. Um, my uh, weekly winner is going to be the Stormcast Chariot, actually, what we were just talking about. You bastard. Yeah. I think they're really good. I think they're underrated. Um, I think that uh, 165 points. Once I saw the base, I was like, this thing's ridiculous. Like, they're on the Stegadon normal monster-sized bases. 165 points. And they do the Stonehorn charge. Right? Yeah, well, just for the record, I was into chariots before it was cool. Right. Um, but, yeah, they're amazing. I, I feel mean, like I'm still in them before they're cool, but just not as cool right. as you. Like, like, I'll associate with you and be like, you know, right. I will, if you used to talk about chariots, I won't, like, go out of my way to be like, he didn't even know about them, you right. know? But, like, I'll be like, come on, man. Remember, yeah. remember where you came yeah. from. Right. But, no, they're fantastic. There's a lot of synergies for them. I mean, you know, I'm not a big tournament guy, but the few I've gone to, I played Stonehorns and Cragnose, so I know the kind of energy of charge in and get them and try to cheat those mortals right. you know uh so it's kind of like in your experience like you know when you've been running double stonehorn lists are you thinking that like each of those normally gets like four to five is that what you're like <laughs> ideally hoping for oh man if my roles have made me anything but uh you know uh, confident in the rules of averages right but, you know sometimes you'll swing up score seven or eight you'll feel like it's a great day right and then well, they just score three. And they end up with eight attacks at Ren 2, those chariots in melee. Because yeah. they get six of the beacon claws, which are Ren 2, and then two of the spear, which is Ren 2, which yeah. is really nice. It's kind of weird because, like, Ren 2 is, like, a million times better than Ren 1. Mm-hmm. But kind of when it comes to between Ren 2 and Ren 3, the extra Ren feels a little extra. Like, obviously take it. But right. I don't think it's a point where, you're like, Storm Strikes are worse than Stone Horns because of they don't have Ren 3. Mm-hmm. You know, like something can be worse because it doesn't have Ren 2. It has Ren 1. Yeah. But I don't think that's as much of a gap when you go that extra point of Ren. Yeah, I do. Th- you know, I think you want to probably try to get some Ren 3 stuff. It's in good to have. Yeah. yeah. But if you can just, in 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 place of that, have weight of dice at Ren 2, I think that's better. Yeah. And considering, it's a sweet spot. Yeah. And conservatively, you can get, well, because what's a Stonehorn Frostlord? We're talking 430 points. That sounds right. Yeah. That is right. Uh-huh. Storm strikes are one sixty five, so that's yep. three ten or no three thirty for the pair. For two, yeah. Yeah. So we're talking. You still have a hundred points. So a battle line, and freaking two chariots, which right. essentially get twice the charge output right. from the mortals. So I think and twice expect, the body space. That's the same base size. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, true. Yeah. You'll yeah. get. You'll, you won't be child penalized for engagement essentially because right. you can still get two chariots. Right. And, Three is an issue. Three up saves, too. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're talking... Um, and also, you get that juicy minus one to hit. Because how much do they move? Do they move 12 inches? I think 10. Ten, ten, 10 inches? I that, think it's 10. That's probably more correct. Yeah. yeah. 10 inches. 
Yeah. But you put three or four of those in a list, and you just have three of them run up a flank. Boom, that's the first battle tactic. You really haven't done anything except for push that strategy forward, which is right. I want to pin you in with these. But just for two points. Right. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, Stormcast aren't generally taking three monsters and running with that anyways. Yeah, so it's maybe just the first turn that they aren't benefiting from the minus one to hit. Yeah. You know, so they're going to get that. But, but on the shorter deployments, or if you get to if you get to go second and your opponent has moved anything up, like, it's not unrealistic with the 10 move to get them in still. And, you know, if you get those miracle 10s and 11s, that's where you're rolling hot for the the um, the impact mortals. So Yeah, so I think you could say you average, like... um three probably maybe three well let's say you go below average on one and above average on the other let's say three and five yeah let's say the charge rolls are on average an eight or a nine Mm -hmm. assuming you maybe re-roll one if it's important to you right so i don't know i think 50 percent you know averaging out you could probably say i think they're good i bought five of them yeah that that's not always the indication on whether or not they're good but i i don't but disagree I with you there you yeah. did do it I'm not... i made a fun list that uh is that has five of them far and, be it for me to call you and liar. three night judicators so that i've got the range good. three at range to shoot down and then i've got the chariots to pin them in. i'm excited to try it yeah i think um i think i think they're definitely good yeah i don't know um really what else better value you could get because, I mean, sure, they don't have the ward of a stonehorn, but if Gargant's taught you anything, just having more wounds is enough. So you've got... Yeah, so many times. I mean, sometimes you get it. For 100 points it. less, you effectively have 24 wounds. Uh, you and know. they do the explode. They have the storm strike armor, the special storm strike armor. So when they die, you get to roll their their uh, 13 dice, and every six is, is another that mortal. Is only within Stormcast, though? Yeah. Yeah, okay. So if they're mainline Stormcast... Yes, I'm pretty Which sure. Which is worth mentioning because yeah. so many cities Stormcast lists right. exist. And I thought about taking them in Seraphon even. As like an I think they're amazing. Yeah. They're I, I think synergy or not, just their stat line alone is enough. Because like yeah. I said, you got the minus one to hit most of the time. Three ups, tons of wounds. They count as five bodies. On a, or two. They're not monsters. Yeah, they're not monsters, but yeah. they're more than five wounds. So, you know, I think... They're solid. Yeah, I think they're definitely uh, good enough, and enough of them is just, that's a lot of damage, because we're talking five of them, that's three ups, you know, uh, it, and the thing is, unless you're ranging them down, they're going to crash into you and engage kind of on their terms, because mm-hmm. you can kind of... At least twice, presumably. You yeah, know? so I think, you know, it, what I think about is not just one chariot going into things, but two chariots going into something, and... Yeah. Whether it's a two wound per model ten man unit or a twelve wound monster, like you have a reasonable chance to just have it limping along and yeah, have that before finished off. first combat. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I, I think a stonehorn, even you know what, you get d six hoof attacks, and that always goes fucking terribly. Yeah. And then you've got the horns, which hit on fours, which is not great, even with a all out attack or whatever. Um, yeah. It's just not. And chariots enough. are threes to hit on the whole profile. Threes, threes. Well, the th- yeah, fours for the horns though. No, I'm talking about for the chariots. Oh yeah, 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 that's what I'm saying. It's mm-hmm. just better. Yeah, they're um, nice. And yeah, I think even if you roll well on the hoof attacks for the stone horn, you're not getting 16 attacks. Yeah. And even the frost spear is only rend one. So I'd rather take the weight of dice. That's kind of what I was saying. Is I'd rather take the weight of dice at rend two. Because you get 16 attacks at Ren 2, 2 damage, instead of having like 
a few things at rend one, but one's like three damage. And then like, sure, the horns can do damage four on the charge. But other than right. that, it's like, it just, it's not even the same. Yeah. They're not monsters. They don't give up those points. You can feel free to just kamikaze them with mm-hmm. the shit. That's a good thing about them too. Yeah. They're kind of sacrificial in a way. You can kind of throw them away because they don't give ever, they're not battle line. They're not monsters. Like you said, like they're just, they're really obnoxious and you have to kill them. And they don't really give you anything to kill For sure. Them. They definitely haven't left my city's lists. Like, I bounce between one and two. But, yeah. I mean, especially with the Phoenix, they're minus one to hit, minus one to wound. They're getting shit done. And sure, they don't explode, but mine will fight on death. Right. So that's... That's pretty good. <laughs> thinking about a chariot fighting on death is fucking gross. Because it's not even like the Stormcast one, where it's you have to uh, like roll a four up or whatever, you well, know? Well, I have advanced information, but on that note... What is your weekly winner? I'm always a weekly winner. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you were my second pick, actually. I was going to pick you. As my oh, that's, that's nice. That's yeah. a nice thought. A little too late, however. <laughs> Should have thought about that when you took Gotrek's ward away. Um, my weekly winner is um, Pistoliers, because they're the best. That was a smooth segue, because I was already talking about cities. Right. So here's, here's the thin of it, shorty. Uh, our Pistolier is the hardest working 105 points in Age of Sigmar, you know? Maybe. So we're talking two wounds, a model. Okay. We got five-man unit. Okay, ten wounds, yep. Yeah, you know, it's whatever. It's about as much. You know, I think about average for, like, points per wound, as long as you're paying around 10-ish. Yeah. You're usually feeling okay. So That seems they're right. Yeah. They're right in that sweet spot. Uh-huh. They can move 12 inches, which is really good movement. They're on horses, right? They're on horses. Yep. Yeah, they're not hand gunners, man. Yeah. Freaking. So, uh, like, running with those guys, you're, like, 14 or 15 inches easily. I know they shoot, so you probably aren't. Can yeah, they run they, and shoot? Um, no. Okay. So their whole gimmick is in the charge phase. Okay. Um, but their instrumentalist gives them plus one to run and charge rolls. Okay. So that's nice. Right. Um, okay. So the way that they work is uh, you have your nine-inch range weapon. Okay. So in the shooting phase, you have to be within nine. But the intention is that you're charging with them anyway. You so, won't, Okay. So the function is they get in, they shoot within nine, right? Mm-hmm. It's not that hard to get in. Right. Um, and then what happens is when they charge and they finish their charge, they can shoot again. Okay. So it's like an impact m- attack in a sense yeah but you get to shoot yeah so uh because it remind me they are on horses mm-hmm. and dual wielding pistols right yeah, it's fantastic yeah it's exactly that's incredible it's where i'm at emotionally all the time yeah um so i'm definitely trying to uh you i'm just i was just trying to do some math because like cities when you look at it as a book there's just so much math and synergy to like analyze and do but it's right. when mixing the cities and or hear the me out in the coalitions I'll you could put 1,200 points of Stormcast in Living City and call it a day. Or you could own 24 Kurnoth Hunters. Right, 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 right. I'd argue that's better. You could put those in Living City. I mean, I don't know about 24 of them. <laughs> you but... definitely can. <laughs> you can't even put 24 of them in Sylvaneth. Because right. then you'd have no... Hold on. A branch rate is 95. This is getting so derailed. Well, you'd need... Yeah. 95 points for a branch rate. No, it's okay. You could have like... 1700-ish points of Kiranoth Hunters and then still fill out requirements because yeah, uh, 70 about... times 3 and then 95 you'd just be a hair over 300 so yeah. as long as you like 1695 of okay. Hunters you'd be okay we'll try to build that list later yeah maybe a branch witch would be cheaper <laughs> but it's not very good 
Uh, yeah, that'd be so bad. So with pistoliers, then, are you thinking that you you want to take, like, one or two units of them? Or are you thinking that, like, you want to actually take five and just have, like, a bunch of them? I think they're weak enough and they're a big enough threat that if you just have a couple of them, that they're just going to get bullied because they're easy to bully. But if you just have so much of them that, like, your opponent just kind of accepts the reality, I'm going to fight pistoliers. Yeah. Um, you just, whatever. And then, I mean... If they waste a valuable shooting asset just to merc 105 points, frickin' whatever. Right. You know, and you want to die in melee. And they screen really well on the, like, little cav bases, you know? Yeah, so... Put them an inch apart, and you string them out lengthwise. I mean, you you block a lot of space. Yeah, so it's not much, but, you know, I really only think of them in connection with the Phoenix. So they'll be minus one to wound, which might make them take a little more effort, even though everything's just frickin' mortals anyway. Mm -hmm. But I think... You put them out there, you, so you get the ten because two shots apiece, rend one, one damage. Yeah, so that's twenty. That's uh, twenty shots per uh, ten miles of, across the initial shooting and the charge. Yeah, and then they each have two hove attacks and two uh, pistol like butt attacks. Yeah, pistol. Uh, and the leader has an additional one. Okay. So you know you've then got another. And I think that they can be battle but they're not always, right? So they're kind of like we were saying with chariots, they're fine to sacrifice exactly, in Exactly, because then my whole idea is if they're in the Phoenicium, then you want to trigger the plus one to hit, plus one to wound, uh-huh. but it's still four attacks per model in melee. Right. So you do five times four is 20 in the melee on the top of those 40 shooting attacks you already did all in the charge phase too. So you can uh-huh. kind of make more educated decisions about your commitment because yeah. you'll have the knowledge of the shooting as soon as that unit gets in. Do I want to try and bully another unit by committing another unit into that combat you know yeah it's kind of interesting too because you can use them to clog up something really powerful so your opponent like of course wants to deal with them so they're not tied up but like 40 shots at rend one is not a joke especially like you don't have to worry about oh which one do i all out attack it's just like get one of them to die and everything will be plus one to hit and plus one to wound and then you if you're within range of the phoenix with the command ability then you just fight on death so you've got another 20 or 21 it was so you're looking at 42 attacks at ren none like sure the hoof attack numbers are shitty but like i think with the plus one plus one you're probably looking at like fours to hit and threes to wound for hooves yeah and then the proper stuff would probably be closer to threes and threes so i think in the end of the day if you just spam those like and then you're just getting that many attacks for 105 points once again right uh and you're just like soaking up damage and getting what you want out of you losing a combat, especially. Right. I think that's a great way to play. Yeah. I've definitely heard, you know, chatter about pistoliers. We saw that LVO guy was taking crossbows that won the event in his city's list, right? But it was doing something different. But my I'm not list, even sold. My list also has 20 crossbows. Right. Uh, I'm not sold that, you know, one is necessarily better than the other. They do different stuff, right? So Yeah, I think the crossbows are just, it's a good option for battle line. Uh-huh. I don't think he had enough of them that weren't battle line. Like, it's not like he was all in on crossbows. Well, again, yeah, I was, that's, I was cheekily saying with the 1,200 points of Stormcast, I mean, when you're that deep it's a good option because they don't really have to risk themselves very much and they do get a decent number of shots when they stand still yeah yeah so it's kind of just like it's the same thing so it's it actually lends itself really well to the pistoliers because that's all really they're doing anyway so if you can add another 40 into that pile of no rend shit like 
you know, just, uh, I think you'll get there eventually. Like I roll ones all the time. Yeah. Uh, you'll do it one day. Right. Um, <laughs> well, know, and so, it's, yeah. uh, it's like that weight of dice is still a good strategy into like tar pit armies or according to math, according to math. Right. Uh, but I haven't seen it. I always blow it. Okay. So I had an idea that we were going to talk about like tournament prep and what to do and you wanted to table that for when we can bring the snuff master back he's a tournament guy yeah i i think that's i well i I didn't really care if we tabled it i just thought that was something that he'd have a lot to say about right yeah so you had an idea you wanted to go through all of the armies we've got that's the daunting task my idea yeah um and we're kind of just gonna uh, talk about them. Say what we like. We're going to try to give them a rating of some kind that's 100% subjective and accurate. My word is law. Right. So uh, we're going we're gonna to fly through them in order. Uh, no pun intended. <laughs> Starting with order. Right. Uh, we're going to uh, rate them. We're going to talk about, you know, not, not much their past, just about their currentness. We're going we're gonna to try to give them a meta rating and a playability rating. Um, do you think you can keep up, Dennis? It was my idea, apparently. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to flip through the General's Handbook just because it's going to have them in order here. What do you think is the first on the list for order? Uh, I don't know. Alphabet. Yep. <laughs> Cities of Sigmar. Oh, okay. Wow. That's not jarring Uncanny. at all. Hold on. I, have, I tripped. I have to tie my shoe. You talk about cities. You got to be careful walking around. You here. talk about cities. Okay. As someone that doesn't know cities as well, because I already talked a little bit about what I like. I'll pepper in a few more things, but you talk about as a layman. <laughs> as a <Right>. layman. Okay. <laughs> um, well, they're like the flavor of the week right now. Living cities is kind of. Cities of Stormcast? Right. Yeah. Um, the living cities of Stormcast. So the. The eternal cities. Yeah. It's kind of funny because I always think of the living cities as like the the uh, Sylvaneth city, right? It's, it's like what overgrown. it's supposed to be. Yeah, but instead it's got that's some dragon one of, breath. One of the faction, dragon fire. That's what the faction, one of the faction features is, is right. that you coalition Sylvaneth. Yeah, I'm not sure if they'll change that or what. I imagine they will. It's just, it's just kind of powerful. It makes, like, it's been beaten to the ground online, and but you just... You let a Stormcast unit punch above its weight class by not being in Stormcast. So it's just, it's it's very good. People are playing it. They get to outflank. They get to be better than they are because of a different. Yeah, I just think it's kind of a dangerous thing that if you try to remove that, you're going to hurt a lot of the other cities that benefits from its ability. Well, I think an easy, you know, my opinion for that would be an easy change is just that you can't use that command ability on coalition units. So Living City that wanted to play their own stuff that, that came in off the board and shot and then moved. Because that's the one we're talking about is that where they can come in um, from Deep Strike or uh, you know, from Reserve, yeah, basically. Yeah, you're saying if you bring in Sylvaneth units, they now can do that? Yeah, probably so. Okay. Even though the, yeah. even though the ability is called like Traversing the Spirit Path, <laughs> yeah, they shouldn't have it. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, I get it, but it's kind of just that classic thing where the meta just breaks so many fucking I mean, things. I don't think Sylvaneth units are really going to do it anyways if you're doing that. They literally don't get trees. Yeah. 
But I mean, they don't have too many units that you want to shoot with and then move to charge with. And that's kind of what you're using that for. So, while it, Yeah, I guess. Draco is alright. Yeah. Format. You get, like, shoot it, shoot them 20 times and then do 18. Right. Yeah. Um, this is, like, being recorded right after LBO, and there was another list that made top 8 that was cities that was pretty cool that was Phoenicium. We've talked about that. Uh, I knew what? you sprinkled that in. No. Yep. I didn't know that was what that was. Yeah. Boo. It had two Phoenix, the Damn cart. It. I'm just a swagger jack right now. Yeah, it's okay. It's it's not like it's a big meta thing. It's like one guy doing uh, it in It's America. still one too many in my book. All right, I'm playing. You can't even But play. he was doing that triple assassin that I was telling you about to throw away an assassin to have just one dude proc the... Uh, yeah, the kill. It's, it's kind of fun. It's not bad because if you ignore the assassin too, that's not good either. I think that cities are, I'm going to say like, if we average it out, I think they're close to an 8.5 out of 10. They're really good. I think they're a really big brain. I don't think they're played as much because they're so, they can be kind of a trap, especially if you're like a plastic addict you can kind of continue to fall into gotta, buying more you and more figure and more. out what you like but right. yeah that's an army that you could collect for years without like right doing anything but collecting. i think they have a lot models. of play in a lot of the cities i think they have some busted stuff with stormcast right now and we're seeing the results of that but yeah i think by yeah. and large they're really good lots of options easily 8.5 yeah, for sure i think i think they're really good it's uh, the the flexibility to have the entire roster just at your disposal. There's a million different combinations. Yeah. There's some people think that this book's changing a little bit. They might go into like Dawnbringer Crusade and like change how the cities work and all that stuff. Some people think that might be well as long as they rubbish. keep them close enough that like you know you can still take the Phoenix Guard and you can do all those things within Phoenicium and stuff. Like as long as they keep the independent cities, it's whatever. Cause right. it's already been weird. As soon as they took away home realms, it was like, right. Okay. Cause part of the, yeah, appeal, as long as they don't like hegemonize the stuff and make it all really the same. You want the unique place. Well, part of their strength was that you always got treated as your endless spells were in the home realms. So you had these mm. super juiced up versions of endless spells. Yeah. Like, you could fucking put bridge on the other side of the world. But like, before we started playing was like an era of endless spells and they're kind of like bleh now. But I mean, well, they're still they're still fine. But by and large, you don't see too many. You see like a, a select few, right? Yeah, there's definitely some you don't see, but you're exactly. right. There's there's not that many. But right. I think with how a lot of math and armies work, like sometimes you're left with no choice but to include an endless spell. Yeah. Like, it's kind of like... I don't know. In my tree list, I always have cogs and portal, and then sometimes the, the spite swarm hive. And then yeah. in my super casty list, I definitely have at least life swarm. I have life swarm in all my cities lists because Phoenix Guard plus life swarm, just juicy, juicy. Right. If you could get back like four to six Phoenix Guard a turn. With, yeah. With that, I mean. Or even, you know, use the sorceress with the dark elf engine, bring back her cannon fodder, you know, and just keep mm. recycling it for casting bonuses because she yeah. gets plus two to cast anything but then you have to plus like one d3 or just one or something i forget i think yeah. it's just one model that's fun though I, you can make her really big yeah, yeah cities is just for 90 deep. for a 95 point caster having plus three to cast endless spells and plus two on anything else that's about as good as you're gonna find anywhere else. right right yeah and i think that um spell doms are kind of going away and by that i would mean like 
the really powerful spellcaster armies. The Teclases, the Croak and Slawn, the Kairos and Lord of Change, you know, like turning dice and stuff. Like, I think a lot of that has gone by the wayside. So these smaller little casters coming in hot, like, they can do really good. Well, I just think the ability to be able to hide a little bit, too. Uh-huh. I think that's really what it comes into play there. Hide behind a wall, hope they forget about you. Well, or just, like... The lot, the some of like across the board, I think a lot of big stuff has just become very overcosted. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think you actually just benefit. It's like you have just as many wounds, you might even pick up an extra cast, the ability to be two places at once by having two small casters in place of a big one. I think right. that makes a lot more sense most of the time now. Yeah, so yeah, so you want to move on from cities because, uh, yeah, we've got Daughters of Cain up next, and they're kind of fun because, uh, you take the lead on this one, Joe. okay. Yeah, uh, they're about to get a new book, so it's tough to speculate too much. We won't spend a lot of time because we can do another episode when their book and stuff comes out, but they're coming out with a new book with them and Night Haunt, so we probably won't talk too much about them. Let's talk about the bow snakes, or the yeah. snakes in general. What, yeah, makes, I what mean, makes them good? It's really one command ability that Marathi gets to cast, and it's a fight in the hero face thing, so... You don't have to do it on the shooters, but it is something that allows them to shoot. So you've got 15 of them. They've got two shots each. They do sixes or mortals. So you're like, okay, here's 30 shots in the hero phase. I'll move, and yeah, here's 30 more shots. That's gross. It's so gross. It's, it's the same thing that's causing problems in a lot of areas of the game. Like yeah. Just the showering yeah. of mortals. But honestly, like they're kind, they kind of get outclassed by a lot of things. I, I think Daughters has been falling out of favor a little bit but i don't think the new book's actually going to change very well, much hopefully they if there's a fair version of the double shooting it uh-huh. might be them right you know i think uh, well i think you know i'm kind of i'd be in favor of just like hero face shooting going away for the most part you yeah, know? that's what i'm saying yeah. i don't think it's nec- right that, and that's my beef with the dragons if they didn't have the opportunity to freaking move and roast you it's like you can't do anything right you can't use your command abilities you just sit there you just sit yeah. there and it's it just doesn't feel good i like, think hero even, phase moving is kind of okay like i don't think they need to get rid of all hero phase that's fine stuff. but the tandem of it is, yeah is not cool right right um, and, and at what they've done at least to try to combat it is to like make that stuff expensive so like to make the dragon one worth it it's a thousand points of your army to do it one time per game i don't think they would increase it by a point value that's going to be like hey this gets to activate twice before your opponent gets to respond okay thanks bye right you know like right. that's what did they do double his points doubt right. it well and, i mean <laughs> like, daughters has a lot of play too because they've got some like really techie stuff they're, they're kind of sure. i don't know them super well and like i said we won't spend too much time because they are going to get a new book but marathi having that three damage cap just means that you can guarantee that she has at least x amount of time to live right which is usually oh, is two and a half works? turns yeah she can only take three she can never heal a phase or turn a turn oh that's so good. yeah so i can basically put my two marathis in your whole army and I know that I will only take three on both models combined. That's so fucking cool. Yeah. It's disgusting. That's a badass fight. So that coupled with the fact that you just have that artillery, I'm, I'm artillery motioning with my hand, you know, that you can double tap on. <laughs> Add visuals there. <laughs> it was so important to what you were yeah. saying. I understand. Okay. That um, was funny. So <laughs> I think Doc is kind of one-dimensional right now. They've got fun stuff. They're about to change. You got a so. skinny roster, man. Yeah. It's almost like a demon faction in how thin the roster is. Yeah, I mean, looking at it here, it's 
it's relatively thin. Um, but also contemplating that like half of those are the same model, you know, like it's like, yeah. oh, they have a different head. So they're this, you right. know, so it's like half of those are different models. Hopefully the new book doesn't address too much and it just brings up the areas that aren't the bow snake. So they have some other like options. I think a lot of the book isn't crazy powerful and the bow snakes are just better well, games workshop likes their money yeah. they're gonna release some new models so yeah, I it's coming say, out in a new box for sure yeah so. they're, they're at least getting like one new small commander yeah. maybe one and new so that's big why i thing. think they might buff those like more chaff units like the the 10 and the 20 man squads that they have the sisters of slaughter and the witch elves i'll tell you what whatever isn't good right now uh -huh. is gonna be good you think so 100 that's what that it's the trend i've noticed yeah it's not it's not historically always the case, but I don't think they're going to make them worse. I think it's especially been true lately because yeah. I keep my eyes on both, you know, right. and it's always new things that they yeah. drop in. They and, you know, there is precedent for that historically as well. I but mean, like, it's just not 100% guaranteed. It's but. very rare unless it's like a huge faction add-on right. that the new stuff is not what they intend you to play to success. The only, the only argument I've heard that what might be different is they could this army's been good for a long time so some people think they might be like a pay for their sins kind of a situation so there's a chance they get like slaneshed but oh, okay. but maybe not but right. i don't think that's going to happen i think that they're going to keep most of it the same unify a bunch of stuff make some things a little bit better and then um i think it's going to be a pretty similar thing i hope they change marathi i don't i don't like that ability the three damage I, yeah yeah, because like even in 40k, it works per phase, um, which is uh, it's still weird to work around. Yeah, or I not. think they're gonna make the avatar of Kane pretty good since he just got that new model release. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's probably true. I don't know; they'll probably get a few new models. I think. Yeah, next is Fire Slayers, who are also getting a new book even sooner. Another another army that feels even more like it doesn't have any options. Yeah. It's like, well, do you want shirtless men or shirtless men? <laughs> you know? You like, like it if they have pole arms or axes or whips? I think they're absolutely awesome. Yeah. Um, I mean, they're cool. Yeah. Uh, I think the complaints are valid about them. The fact that your stuff generally looks the same. Your heroes all look the same. <coughs> um, I definitely would have no idea what was going on. Yeah. Uh, I've only played against them one time. I've never fielded them myself. Um, I know that they have some gross thing where if they're near their heroes, they have a four-up ward, and like the whole army was getting it, and that was pretty good. I know they dominated. <laughs> Is it? Is that pretty good? Yeah, they dominated 2.0 with like double attacking and, and stacking command abilities, and so they've been hurt by that 3.0 change. So hopefully, sure, the new sure. book addresses that. They have some like unique mechanic that they have to like roll a ten plus to get one thing that they pick special. I can't even really describe it very well, but I kind of hope that goes away. It's just a little silly. Just yeah, but they it really, else. it's really just kind of you have to spam that one super elite, you know, berserker yeah. or whatever. Yeah, the hearthguard berserker, I think, is what it is. Oh, you know what we forgot to do? What? Um, how did we just skip daughters of Cain? We forgot to give it a rating. Oh, we did. Um, I'm gonna give it a eight out of ten. I think it's a little bit. I think it's a little bit less potential Didn't than you cities. Cities at eight point five. I did. Wow, that's yeah. pretty close. Yeah, I think Doc is still like top six. Really? Yeah. Well, wow. again, new book, so who knows? But right as it stands right now, definitely a top six army. Oh, that was worth mentioning. Yeah, I didn't hear that. Yeah. All right. They're good. Um, they've never been super represented, but they always do very well. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. 
That's good to know. Um, Fire Slayers, I think I want to spend even less time on because I really don't know. Um, Their new book is coming out. I think they're going to change a lot. They're a pretty old 2.0 book. I don't think you can actually change their identity very much, so hopefully they get some fun stuff. I don't see them getting a bunch of new models. Well, it was interesting when you originally brought up the fact that the... Caradron overlords would maybe be uh, merged into a Dwarden. Yeah, there was I, a rumor going I, on. Yeah, that. I I said might. Yeah, yeah. I gave, I protected your your uh, you know what do you call it your your integrity or I don't know uh, your integrity is a rumor. Person. Miller. Yeah. Um, but I actually thought it would be more likely that Fire Slayers came into the faction. Yeah. I think that would be a very interesting way. Yeah, I think the, the rumor was something to the tune of there's going to be like a Dwarden. Or if they did all, all three. Yeah. That would make sense. I think some people have even said that there's still a chance, and that's why they've got like the same art or something, because they're holding back what the art's actually going to be. But yeah, I think it's all... I mean, it would be weird, it's though. It's way too deep down then, the pipeline for me to... Because then you'd be stripping them out of cities, so you'd have to at least write some re yeah. some rewrite into the new cities book, and then, of course, those would never come out at the same time. Right? Yeah. So it's like yeah. I, I doubt it. I think it's just going to be fire slayers. I, I don't know how they change their identity too much because they are just the berserker slayer models. Like they are, they need to give them. What are they going to do? Give them shirts? No, they're not going to give them shirts. Yeah. They need, give them, they need to give them some movement tricks, kind of like uh, Mighty Destroyers and Auric War Clans. Like, they need to give them something so they have... How far do they move? Like, four? Four or five inches, yeah. Yeah. That's uh, what the kids call not the best. Right. Yeah, so I'm not sure what they're going to do. I think Fire Slayers right now in 3.0 are a solid... I'm actually just going to give them a five. Yeah, I don't really know, but... Five out of ten. Anything with a four board gets a six from me. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> oh, wow, we just got all of the new stuff. Well, they've really been favoring these order releases, but we know Ideneth is coming out with mm-hmm. Fire Slayers. That's the next one. Oh, uh, man. Yeah, I mean, you got the eels. They're a pain in the ass. They're super hard to remove. They've yep. got the, the tide thing, you know. Which is obnoxious. And most people are playing Fwothan right now, which is like is that the aqua cape guy uh no Fuofan is like one of their uh factions but i think it's oh, the I one see. that lets you flip the tides oh so you can revisit so, that one so what you do is you get the everyone fights first in wave two instead of round three. Oh right it advances it one round. Uh, yeah it kind of weird, does some weird i don't again i don't play them too uh, often i mean i don't but... know how huge that is i mean sometimes having it a turn later can be better for having more yeah i think at lvo or... there was like eight or nine um, Deepkin lists, and they were all Flothan. They were all Flothan. Yeah. Um, I did see a list for an online tournament that's going on that's Triple Turtle, which is just sounds awesome. <laughs> Triple Turtle. Yeah. I, I gotta say, I, I am a fan of that concept. Right? They're a little less than 400 points, so it's not, like, too bad. They're, like, 380, I think, so you get, you know, it's a little over 1,000 points or so for it's, three of them. It's, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. You feel the, feel the, feel the wrath of the surf, man. I think what's going to happen is, uh, with the new book, to speculate a little, I think that the Thralls and the Reavers are going to be really powerful. I think they're going to kind of turn into a, a infantry spam. I think you're going to be running lots of grips of 20 or a grip of 30 and a bunch of 10s. Really? Um, that I think kinda... sharks are already good. We talked about on the last episode. Yeah, they'll probably um, keep their special rules. They're going to be good. Yep. Like, their stat on, line will probably they, they change. They got the new data cards in their new box, so we kind of yeah. have a... 
snapshot perhaps of what the book's going to hold. Sometimes they change that stuff, but usually it might just be point adjustments. Usually the card matches what's going to come out on the book historically with like bolt boys and annihilators and vindictors they just fluctuated the points a little you know they'll probably get like an extra attack here or there maybe a different profile so yeah yeah, it's uh i'm sure i'm sure it won't be that different from what we're seeing i think eel time has gone away Um, yeah but they're probably still gonna be immune to rend or whatever yeah here's a fun question i've heard um postured uh do you think that you would (laughs) like to see him keep the tide or do you think they should just give them something that they get all the time just like more baseline no i like it it's a cool mechanic okay i mean with how much they're homogenizing anything already anyway Uh i like things like that it's like taking away nurgle's wheel i would even keep that and they kept it because it's fun Uh it's like at a certain point streamline the game but don't deprive it of all of its fun little quirks but what they did do at least for the nurgle one to be fair is they made it so it's like really hard to manipulate not that the tide is easy but it it would be like a thing where it's like they make the sylvaneth forests better but now you can only have one ever yeah you know what i'm saying like it's it it, it defeats the feel now you have to play like everyone yeah and and i think you know it's it's thematic it's interesting and it gives you something to play into and i mean they're actually adding that more to to like 40k because you have like these Bef- you know, like even the Space Marine factions have doctrines that they shift into, which is interesting. It gives mm-hmm. it a whole kind of another mechanic. So right. you can only start in like one or whatever, but you have your shooting one and your uh, melee one. And right, it'll be it'll be interesting to see how they split them well, up. With, well, and uh, then with the first army of Naked uh, Ninth Edition is the Necrons, and they give you these cards, these six cards, and before the round and before you know anyone who goes first, you uh-huh. pick you pick the order of five of these cards, and you act, and they each have two modes. And depending on some of your factions on those certain turns, you get both modes. But okay. uh, it's just it's cool because it's random yeah. and, and you kind of reveal it. And it's fun to have that extra kind of element. Right. And I know they were trying like a lot of the 2.0 design was like give everyone a unique thing, you know? Yeah. Um, I think I would give Deepkin a seven. Yeah. And I'll justify a seven with one thing we didn't talk about is they've they recurrently they have this thing where you can only shoot the closest model to you so you really hurt the shooting meta and we're in a big shooting meta so like long strikes that want to just artillery from long ways like nope you can only shoot the two plus eels that i put right here yeah or you can only shoot the thralls i give you because... at least the shooting mortals hurt eels pretty good but if yeah. you're just trying to go for like ren shots uh-huh. you're still gonna have a really tough time yeah so I, I think they get a seven because I think they so they Kane lack is a bit better of, than than Deepkin you think yes okay yep and I think the step the the tournament results speak to that too okay yeah you're the tournament man <laughs> I'm just uh, the charm yeah so I think I give him a seven uh, next on our list is Ko Caradon Overlords <laughs> have you played against Ko no I have a few times um they are oh interesting. wait I did technically once okay uh yeah I did at the event uh but all that happened was i did something reckless into go track and died so it was really like i forgot like they didn't do anything okay yeah like the problem is they all have rend one like i tell you what change all the guns to one more rend you're back in business baby because their yeah. movement trick is really obnoxious that's everything right is the movement stuff that you're just i'm my, my ironclad lifts up and picks up a thousand points of ships with me and i can drop them anywhere i want outside of nine yeah. every time i move yeah until i've taken a bunch of damage then i can't fly high um but yeah i think that 
their whole army, like you said, is Rend 1, and it is really hurting them right now. They don't deal a bunch of mortals. They were, like, the first of the shooting they meta. Don't, they don't do they've, any mortals. They've continued to get outclassed. Um, they do... They do fun stuff in theory. I think there is some like stuff just not working appropriately with them. So it was kind of a bummer not to see this army. They just it. need their update. Yeah, you know that's the frustrating thing is when you're as reputably slow as you know releasing books as Games Workshop is. When you change the game so dramatically, like things are just not going to fit the new rule structure. Right. You know, with the save stacking. I'm not sure that's something they really saw through in playtesting, but, I mean, it just puts some armies out of the race. Yeah. All they have are Ren 1 guns. They don't have the, the melee unit. Like if they, if they do something where, like, range is limited across the board or something in the next realm, like we've speculated, then I think they could be um, powerful again because they don't have huge range guns, but they do have, like, a fair bit of guns. So okay. while it's only Ren 1, if their range is, like, 12 or 18 and... It's restricted to that. Maybe it's not yeah. as bad. Okay. Yeah. So what do you get? I think I think KO sits a little bit under Deepkin. So I think six point five. Really? 6. Still 5. up there? Yeah. I don't even give it that, man. Yeah, I think that I think that they're fine. I think they're above, like at fifty or above you percent. Win Fire rate. Slayer is a freaking uh, five, though. Yeah, but in two point oh, Fire Slayers would have been like an eight point five. I guess I just thought I'd have more faith in Fire Slayers than uh, KO right now, but fair enough. Yeah. All right. I don't know. I could be wrong. Well, I'm I mean, it's just it's, it's just uh, your opinion in this moment. Okay. The next is Lumineth Realm Lords. Fuck you. <laughs> That's what I have to say. That it's stupid. They only play one way with the archers, I guess. Well, yeah. not really, but kind of. It feels that way. Yeah, I mean, they kind of, yeah, they've got two ways, right? They've got, like, the foxes with the archers or techless with the archers. It kind of has the or same. Or just a bunch of archers. Yeah, it kind of has the same feels like Stormcast. It's like, yeah, they don't have to play long strikes, but every list has long strikes, right. you know? Uh, they have other options. Like, nothing in their roster is even bad. Like, I mean, yeah, I mean, some people complain that the other stuff isn't as good, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's not as good, but none of right. it's bad. Right. They have been falling from favor, but still very powerful. Um, Teclas is still like an obnoxious caster to face against, but you're seeing him less and less. Well, as um, soon as you start taking variants out of a variant-based game, uh-huh. uh, you start it's a slippery slope. Yeah, yeah. it's it's it, it's just that's what the problem is that he doesn't have to roll. Yeah, like if you just had a strong casting buff because he's a strong caster, like even something crazy like plus three at top bracket or something, right. like that's cool. But just you have to be able to roll doo doo rolls, uh-huh. like. Well, and he gets once per turn, just no, say no to a spell every yeah. turn. Yeah, it's gross. And it's like, you know, it's like, oh, that's only one spell, but people don't think about what that does to your opponent in that time. Yeah. Like, they have to know that their juiciest thing could be taken away at any minute. It's pretty widely thought that they're also going to get a new book because they basically, I mean, they told us that, that we still don't have all the Lumineth models, and there's like at least two more clans that they need to do, the Fire and the Water clan. 
I just hope that they don't completely ignore high elves just because they sell Lumineth crazy. Maybe, yeah. Lumineth, they just sell their expensive models. They're really pretty. I mean, they're really nice models. They're really nice, yeah. but they just look like high elves. So yeah. I'm just like, come on, Phoenix yeah. guards, stay with us. They're still obnoxious to play against. You get like really no room for error. But they, but the armies that have been coming to fruition are beefier, and they were always a scalpel army. They're not very defensive, really. Like Techless giving out the five up ward is one thing, but if that's not what you're doing, then, um, you know, they are relatively fragile. Um, but they can scalpel remove stuff better than almost anyone else. Yeah, they're pretty amazing. Yeah. Would you say nine out of ten? Yeah, eight point five nine. I think like. If we add up where they've been with 3.0 in total to bring it with current to now, I think 9 is fair. Yeah, because like if Cities is an 8.5 and we're not talking Stormcast Cities, yeah, that's Lumineth definitely wins, I think. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, Cities is, is becoming more and more favorable, you know? Uh, but yeah, I think 9 is fair. Uh, okay. They're fair really enough. Good. Yeah. Next, we got one of both of our favorites, which is Seraphon. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, you're the Seraphon master. I'm just the guy that likes Soros Warriors. Right. Um, I think it's really good. Um, you know, I, I think there were some voices out there that thought that it was the favorite to win LVO. There weren't as many as there were, like, Ser- uh, Stormcast and uh, Beast Claw Raiders. There wasn't as many submissions of Stormcast, but of I Seraphon, went- you mean? Yeah, sorry, of Seraphon. Cool. I went back and and, wa- and looked at some of the results, and a lot of the Thunder Lizard list went four wins and lost in the fifth round, yeah. which is really close to making it. You know? I mean, they're just good. I mean, yeah. minus one damage is not to be played with. Because, right. like, like we were kind of talking about earlier, not here, but earlier, that, like, you know, like, two damage is enough. Yeah. Um, you know, I think... And then some people recognize that and take advantage of that. But if you just take all those valuable assets, make them one damage, bro, like... Right. That's And what's happening right now is a lot of spamming of two damage stuff. I think just because it's good. It's the right number. Yeah. So, I mean, you're not wrong for playing two damage stuff, but, I mean, you're, you're essentially... You basically invalidate the War Chanters, and Iron Jaws are super popular. If you could take a faction that says your opponent's army does half as much damage i'm pretty sure a lot of people would take it and that's kind of what coalesced works out to you now i think the summoning mechanics are kind of generally fucked across all armies but seraphon have reasonable summoning point mechanics like to an extent but even then it pales in comparison to just having minus one damage the extra jaw attacks i mean people still do play dracothian's tail and there were a couple of four one at LVO at least, uh, Dracothian's Tale. It is still really good because you're dropping in Salamanders within range. You're, you're kind of still spamming them, for lack of a better term. You know, yeah. they are still your gross output. Um, I heard, like I was telling you earlier, that somebody said that maybe six Croxagors is better than two Salamanders. I would love now. to see some Croxagors. Yeah. I would also like to see a new model for Coxigors, <laughs> but it is what it is, and yeah. 3D printers exist. I think Seraphon's got a lot of different ways you can do them. I'm really um, fond of the heavy beasts, you know? I really like my camo skinks. The salamanders are still really gross. They're, they're a fun army where even your weakest little skinks, if you reinforce them twice, become, like, super powerful. They've just got a lot of synergistic buffs. The fact that they're a 2.0 book with all these different 
command abilities at different times. Stuff overlaps yeah, really it's nicely. It's one of those armies you can't really do it wrong because even right. your, your worst list is okay. Right. Like, I play pretty bad Seraphon, but, like, if you actually tech it with Curse and all of the overlapping command abilities, yeah. which will probably get removed whenever they have a book, but all in all, I like to think that there will be always a little pocket for an infantry-style list. It's uh -huh. like, you know, you might not lose every game at a tournament. There was one Cordal's yeah. Claw. Yeah, I, I like Cordal's Claw, so uh -huh. it is what it is. It still it, was using two Bastilodons because they're really good, but yeah. it was a lot of Saurus, too. I only will have, only have the one. I'm going to give Seraphon a 9. I think they deserve a 9 or an 8. Yeah. yeah. I think um, if they go to toe-to-toe -to -toe with Lumineth, it's like anyone's game, I think. Yeah, yeah. I think Seraphon is definitely a 9. Um, hopefully, whenever their book comes, they don't just get dumpstered. I don't think they'd do that. No. Cause like they have such a deep range too, I think you're probably fine. It's a deep range, and also like nothing, pay, uh, you know, exactly compares to like Games Workshop's love for Stormcast, but they do also love their Lizardmen. Like yeah. they have kept up the Lizardmen thing for a long time, a long time. And yeah. I mean, they gave them two start collecting boxes, which is wonderful. Like you know, they they're never gonna get left out in the rain. I don't think right. they might get taken out of top six meta. But I think that's also unlikely because you said they have so many units mm -hmm. and it's very unlikely that they would dumpster. What I would think, like I said before, bad units are going to become good. Things that were great might become okay. You know, like it's kind of like what they did with Nurgle too. Like yeah. that was the clearest example of flip a flip flop. Script, sell some models. Sell some models, yeah. but not even sell Magath Lords. So not even make that money apparently. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know what, I don't even think they know what they're doing, honestly. Okay. I think, I think... We've got a couple more order ones. This is the love I mean, child. order is like the biggest. Yeah. So yeah. once we're through that, we're gonna have nothing to say about death. I know. But Stormcast Eternals. I mean, see episode one. You're right. <laughs> uh, we already talked about chariots. We've talked about dragons. We've talked about chariots. I think we've talked about Celestine Prime. Mm -hmm. Bastion is cool. So, like, you know, there's a few routes you can go. You can do With the... With, like, the 75 freaking War Scrolls that they have, it's hard to not find something fun. Yeah, you can do Cities bullshit. You yep. can run the Fulminators. You can run the Storm Drake Guard. You can do all Storm Drake Guard. You can back that off a little bit. You can pepper in your Long Strikes. You can be like Jack and do all Long Strikes. Yep. You can uh, play the Storm Strike Chariots, which are the best Stormcast unit. Fuck you. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's, you can do all Night Judicators. You can do, um, you know, your you can do the janky thing that I came up with, where you just do the the Bastion, Aventus, Firestrike, and Prime. All the people with four plus wards. Well, that and they all have shooting mortals, yeah. and you just like hide and just chip. Yeah. I, I thought that would be funny. So you know, I think there's only like at least nine pretty competitive ways to play Stormcast and Eternals within their own faction. So I mean, like. Yeah. I think they're good. I think they're good. I'm hesitant to say um, they're as good as like the things that we've said nine. I we agree. Might have I been was thinking eight. Yeah, we might have been a little greedy giving some things higher scores early, but I think also like Stormcast is an eight, but any way you build it, it's an eight. Yeah. You know, uh, the rules are just so good. I mean, you got Gardas too. Well, and I think they're actually weirdly getting an eight because a lot of the book does nothing and is really bad. When even your archers have a three-up save, that's all I have yeah. to say. Yeah. They're good. They're really good. Yeah. yeah. Lots they, of options. No, they gave them the Space Marine treatment, and it shows. Yeah. 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 And it's not the first time. 
and I'm sure they'll fall from favor again as we get these more books. Ooh. Well, well, here's the problem. Okay. Is this is still pretty early in the third edition. Right. Yes, these books are great. But the new books that come out are going to continually yeah. keep getting better. So it's the same thing that came out with Space Marines. Uh-huh. Space Marines and Necrons, first ones that came out. Busted. Necr- right. Yeah, I mean, it blew everything away. But right. the next books that came out always uh-huh. took the cake. So by yeah. the time you get a new freaking book, you're going to be at the bottom of the dog pile again. Right. So like it's- and you already see it starting with Maggotkin because they were like Stormcast, bigger output. Maggotkin's like huge tank army you know they're, so they're just juicing everything up yeah. so it's kind of just like yeah it's it's a bummer if you don't get your book right away but also it's more likely that your book will be super hot for a longer period of time yeah or or we're sorry for you yeah or you could just be me all the time i'm i'm always ahead of the next meta. next is tree people dun, dun, dun. trash you take us on this journey um they they lose no i'm just kidding um right now i love them but today i'm not so happy with them but it's just me it's a me problem i'm like blaming my partner for our relationship problems you know <laughs> um i really like them i think they're you know they they're not really good if you just look at them on paper but once you play them and kind of see all the things interacting with each other uh they can have really cool situations yeah um there's a lot of synergy going on there there's a lot of decisions you have to make yeah there's something to be said about an army that doesn't do something other armies do and the terrain play with sylvaneth is really something unique and special and it gives you kind of another layer to your game Mm -hmm. Uh, so it's really fun like yeah it's stupid you have to buy trees but it's really fun playing with said trees so i'm certainly a fan of the uh sylvaneth tree situation um, you know, they're, they're amazing at armor stacking. Uh, it's a shame that doesn't mean anything, uh, cause everything shoots mortals now or does yeah, mortals. So, right. and they don't know, have a lot of wards. I used to sarcastically say it, but it really is becoming true that this is just becoming a mortal wound chess, Yeah, you know? And it's just kind of lame that so many things get mortals and that mortals are coming in quantities greater than one outside yeah. of the psychic phase. Right. Um, I think it just devalues how cool and important psychic powers are for dueling being that main mechanic for dealing damage through mortals. Uh And, uh, you know, it's just, it's just kind of weird. So, uh, yeah, you can stack. I had a list that I could stack Kurnoth hunters to like plus five save. Like you can get crazy, uh, but they're well armored. Uh, not really a ton of access to wards, uh, war song revenant best caster. I mean that with the right artifacts and stuff is just an absolute savage. Yeah. Um, I tried Goat Trek in the list, and I think it's still a really good thing. Uh, their weakness is they don't really have good melee options. Even Kurnoth Hunters with Scythes are outclassed with how expensive they are, uh, but they can do some impressive damage. So it's really hard to predict them, but it's really nice having the tools to feel the do- like you're doing anything. Um, mm-hmm. You have a lot of really interesting units that be, uh, provide good value, but there's sometimes just these awkward gaps when you're building the army where you're just like, I don't really, you don't really have the battle line resilience of a lot of armies. You're, uh, you know, you can summon the dryads with the branch wraith, but as we saw today, it definitely doesn't always go off. And, right. But you know, like at a certain point, they can either just... They, I think they're unpredictable uh, if you don't have experience playing against them. Yep. Um, I lost to them round five at a tournament, you know? Yeah, they're that super sucks. good. Uh, I, 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 uh, I'm I, a fan. I think that they take a lot more skill and 
and um, opportunity play. You know, I really think that if your opponent is unfamiliar with them, that's a, a way you capitalize, which is, of course, is always a bonus, but with these guys even more so. Yeah, um, they'll surprise you. Yeah. Well, then I'm doing the, the bombs. Like, even Alario has that good thing. Like, Throne of Vines is very much an awesome spell. Yeah. Well, I, we were just looking at them today, and they've got amazing, fun artifacts and a spell lore. Yeah, like I did not realize you could choose from, like, four artifact yeah, tables. Yeah, that was kind of crazy. Yeah, it's, uh, I don't think anyone could do that. But, you know, the, the things where you have really good spells, chances to do mortals, uh, I think they're, they're, they're a good army. Yeah. Uh, they're not going to beat the best armies. But, you know, to an extent, especially if you're a good player with them, uh, you can probably gatekeep pretty hard. Yeah. So I'd say Sylvaneth is probably at like a, a seven. Mm-hmm. Or That's a, what I was thinking. I was thinking seven was almost a little too high, but 6.5 felt too harsh because I was so I'm feeling. Yeah, I was right there because in my brain, I felt 6.5 too, but I still said seven. Yeah, yeah. Um, but because I think they're like 6.8. Yeah, because you it. know, in the hands of the right person, they can be pretty devastating. Yeah. We have seen them go 5-0, like, live, in per, you know, Saturday Night Live. Um, yeah, I, I um, think a lot of people just get... I think they'd see more play if other people just weren't so obsessed with the new hotness, you know? Perhaps, and, yeah. And they're just kind of overpriced. Outside of their cool monster characters, a lot of the stuff feels expensive. Like, Kurnoth Hunters are supposed to be your, like, bread-and-butter elite, but it's just, like... They don't perform. 25, 30 points or something. Yeah. Right? yeah. And, and, and all but one circumstance, it's 225, you right. know? And it's like, it's cool if they come with a L'Oreal, but once you're paying for them, you're like, I mean, how much are Stormdrake Guard? Right. You know? I think there's pretty good um, evidence pointing to them getting the Summer Order book that they like tease because there's just not many other things on paper that make sense. But I can also see them just being Games Workshop and not making that happen. So it's all right. I'm, yeah. They're honestly good enough to where they are, but you have to play up to their skill level. Right. Like, you're not going to find any success. You know, I, I got lucky and had a few really good games because I feel like my plan with the war song and everything really can work out if your opponent is not paying attention. Uh-huh. Um, but, you know, the, the list crumbles so quickly because you don't have those thick, chonky battle line. You don't have those elites threatening to counter charge. Right. You just have a few characters that really are generally incompetent at close combat. And when this game has become mortal shooting and monster battle, you're not really in a position to win those exchanges. Right. Yeah. You have to play more through finesse. Yeah. It's, and if you're really good at ranging and kiting and the teleportation and stuff like that, like you can do things other armies can't. So yeah, if you feel a full toolbox, yeah, if you feel truly restricted, in what your army's doing and you feel like you want to have a bunch of, of choices and you feel like that's what's been holding you back, uh, Sylvaneth. Play Lumineth. Yeah, <laughs> Sylvaneth. Yeah, Sylvaneth is a good army for that. Um, that wraps up Order. Thank God. Yeah. I think the, Order in the court. Right. I think the winner of Order right now is Seraphon. Um, hard to say. It's between Storm, uh, Stormcast, Seraphon, and Lumineth. But yeah. Yeah. It's hard to say. Right. Next, we have Chaos. Okay. Dun, dun, dun. Here we go. The Antagonist. Yeah, well. Beast of Chaos is, is uh, the first one we visit here. Dragon Ogres. Dragon Ogres. Bam. Yeah, it's the only thing you can right. do. Something fun I was telling you when I got here. They dropped by 25 points in the December FAQ. So if you put like 10 or 11 units of them in a list, that's like 300 points off. I am pro Drogers. Right. I don't know. Maybe I'll end up. I think people are doing that spam and like a Bulgore spam. 
I'll look in to see if I can find some cheap dragon ogres. Maybe I won't sell it. Who knows? Yeah, who knows? How many um, dragon ogres would I need for that list? Is three by three? I think it was eleven. I would need thirty-three dragon ogres. Yeah, that's so much money. How it's, many are we looking at behind you right now? I only own six. What about the ones you printed? Okay, I have those, but yeah. I, I don't know. I kind of like how stupid the Games Workshop ones look. <laughs> then yes, it would be expensive. Yeah, it's three dollars per sixty. I mean, I'm sorry, three models per 60 right. I, I, I picked up what you were Well, the viewers were going to roast me. I was going to have to move. I think that this army is long overdue for a new book, so who <laughs> knows what's going to happen, right? It'll probably be super cool. Uh-huh. Like, it'd be hard. You know, uh, my dad always used to say, it's hard to fall off the floor. Right. And they're on the floor, <laughs> so they can only fail upwards, I think. I don't think they are the worst faction in the game. But uh, they're definitely not great. No, they don't have a lot of stuff going. They on. have lines, but not yeah. many. Yeah, it's kind historically of... <laughs> they've been like one of the big, bigger horde armies. Yeah, I would kind of say they're almost in an ogre situation. Yeah, where they have a couple very limited things they can do well, mm-hmm. and other than that, and it's you like... need, and you need a bunch of stuff to go in your favor. Yeah, it's yeah. just it's an uphill battle, but you can still get it done. Yeah, I actually think they're in the ballpark of fire slayers, so I give them a five right now. Okay, I think yeah. that's fair. Yeah, I think they have a couple of lists that could do fun. You're going three, two, four, one with these guys if you're really good and dedicated. Yeah. I tell you what, if you want one of the coolest faction terrain pieces, though. Yeah, that like, Herdstone. Dude, uh, minus one rend, dude. That's yeah. crazy. Right. Dude, a rend, her- a rend terrain piece is insane for this uh, third edition. Yeah. As long as save stacking is a thing, like, what free rend? Give me. Mm-hmm. And it grows and grows, right? It gets bigger every turn, something like that. Yeah, it's pretty small at first, but it gets bigger. Yeah. Yeah. Next is Blades of Corn. Um, okay. Yeah. Weak, <laughs> weaker. Um, I think you're going to get less out of Blades of Corn than you will out of You Beast have of Chaos, Bloodthirsters. Which are dope. Which are really good. Yeah. So, you know, that's really good for Archeon and friends, <laughs> but not so good for... It's just not enough. Yeah. It's not enough. It's the one thing they have. Sure, their troops aren't the worst thing ever, but it's not enough to contend with what's going on. Mm -hmm. And demons notoriously don't have the best saves. You know, so unless you're getting the jump with some bloodthirsters, I think you're going to be really hard-pressed. Like, I think that's another army that has a semi-functioning summoning mechanic. Yeah. But it's still just too, like, who cares? The the priest changes really hurt them because they were having priests cast, like, three prayers and stacking prayers, and, like, they were really prayer-heavy, and then the change to that really That sounds good. Them. Yeah. Yeah, it was fun. Um, uh, <laughs> that's but, cool. I would like to see a prayer-based yeah. army. That'd be... That, that, that's not There's really high happening. speculation that that would be the Chaos Summer book just because... Um, I guess it makes sense to some people. That's cool. Yeah. Like, instead it's, of, it's probably going to be Beasts or, or Blades of Corn, right? I feel like that's... Instead of casting for Chaos, it's more reliant on praying to the gods. I right. think that's interesting. Yeah. I like that, actually. I think Blades of Corn right now is like five generously. I don't even want to say 4.5. I'd say four, because yeah. the army itself without the Thirsters is, is kind of doggy. Yeah. We okay. do have that one cool named Cornhound, and I'm a fan of him. Right. I can get swayed down to four. In in Blades of Corn, it's it's just not good. Corn is not beating Fire Slayers. Right. And you put 
Fire Slayer's at five. Right. So you need to calm down a little bit. <laughs> What's, is there any ones to you before we go any further? Hmm. Like, what well, army would even be the lowest, would you say? Um, just if I have to briefly interrupt here right now, I think... I think I'm not a fan of Big Wah or Bone Splitters right now, but I don't think if we're talking competitive viability that I would call them like one, you should never bring this. You will lose every game. Just so what would you give them preemptively? I think I would consider those to be in like the threes. Okay, but there's not really a two. No. I think one and two is basically okay. Okay. Yeah. That's fair. Um, I was just trying to establish our yeah. uh, grading integrity. Right. Real quick. I don't think there's any trash tier, uh, except for the next one we're going to do, which is Heated Knights of Slanesh. <laughs> is that what would you? I think I, I think competitively, well, it's it's tough, right? Because like one of the best players out there in AOS took them to five and zero, but it wasn't a bunch of Slanesh models. Then it doesn't really count to me. Yeah. Same way um, as like I think you should draw city statistics off of not predominantly stormcast. Yeah. And it's not like it's something that you're seeing echoed a lot. It was like one guy who who historically does really well with underrepresented factions. Yeah. So it was more. He's very good. Well, okay. So yeah. they don't really have a lot, but they did get that cool chariot model with the fat guy. Yeah, Gludos. He's cool. Yeah, and, guy's and the cool. Senessa and Dexessa are beautiful models. All yeah. their range is awesome. Yeah. Um. They were busted, so a lot of people think they're they're paying a sin because they were really really good for a long time. Well, yeah, I don't. I, I I'm not sure exactly. It's frustrating in this game that the chaos factions are all separate. It would be nice to see them all get an update at once, kind yeah. of like an orc style book, you know. I think that Slanesh is in a weird spot though, because I've heard this echoed as well that they're really not fun to play against in casual games either, because their summoning mechanic is just so absurd that like it's not unheard of to summon a couple keepers of secrets in a game. Wow. So and, and they're bad. Well, I, and I mean they can be good, but like overall, like summon. from a competitive standpoint, they're not amazing. But for a casual, they can be like oppressive in a weird way. So it's a weird dynamic. Okay. I think. They should drop their points, reduce the summoning, so you're maybe getting one in a game, or, or demonettes or something, Doesn't right? sound that trash. Um, yeah, it's pretty bad. Yeah, so what do you give them? I don't know. I think that they're the lowest of the threes. There are three? Yeah. Even generating that many Keepers of Secrets, theoretically? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, they must need a lot of help. Because that's going to take, that's only going to happen in like a casual game where we're both playing like really not knowing the rules, not knowing what these, what these do theoretically, or we're playing really turn, toned down lists. Like, because they get their summoning points by taking a little bit of damage and dealing a little bit of damage to a bunch of stuff. Right. Well, we know that a little bit damage is no longer dealt in this game. Units are cleared the fuck yeah. out. Yeah. But if I'm playing a bunch of Gits and you're playing Slanesh, then that's not happening. Yeah. It's a completely different game, right? But that's why those are both operating in that like three area. Fair enough. Mind. Yeah. Works for me. Um next is Disciples of Sneech. Okay. Uh I think that their time in the sun kind of passed. I think that they are still a top ten army. They can okay. be. Um But not by themselves. They still need No, I think ally. it's mostly by themselves. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, the they pink... can still play casting heavy and do fun tricks, and they still cheat. Like, if you're, like, a hardcore blue player, right, yeah. for magic reference, and you, 
really want to cheat within the rules, then they are cool. They are unique, I think, too. Yeah, it might be another kind of Sylvaneth situation. Yeah. Where it's like it's as good as the player is to right. an extent. Right. Um, but do you, what, I guess we can kind of breeze through this one because I think anyone who's been playing competitively uh, is probably pretty familiar with at least the, yeah. the Zinch setup. They're not as good as they were six or eight months ago or even a year ago, but they are still fine. Sure. So um, I guess my only question to you would be like, what would you do to the points of pink horrors, if anything? I think that they've only gone up and up. They're like 250 for five points now. So I just, I don't too much like, for you? I mean, no. 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 They keep going. Up. Yeah. Well, it's it's 25 wounds to, to fight through it all. Yeah. Look, I get it. I'm just asking. Yeah. Right. So 10 per wound. I mean, that's about what we said that's was cool. fair. That's cool. I think right? that's the one main point of discussion. Because, I, I mean, you either got Kairos. That's cool. Yeah. Then you pretty much just have a bunch of those little dweebs. Yeah. And you got, you like, got, a Kairos and the you got pink Change horse. Caster and the, the a bunch of little. The Changeling and the Blue Scribes and yeah. shit. Yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah. I got it. Yep. Yeah. Cool. We can I give them on. a seven. I think they're good. Yep, seven. What did we get? Sylvaneth at seven. Yeah, we were like at six point eight yeah. on Sylvaneth. I think yeah. they're a squeeze better than Sylvaneth. Probably. Yeah. So I think seven's fine for them. That's fine. Um, they they pretty much do what we don't do. Right. And then like uh, do the same things we do. Like our weaknesses are the same, but like they're definitely more consistent at casting. Yeah. Sure, we're we have a little bit of range. But, right. Yeah. Um. Next, I want to do Skaven, <laughs> and I just kind of want to start off with like they're at a four. Okay. Yeah, they're they're better than the worst stuff right now, which I said was about a three. Yeah. Um, they're hurt by they're, the reinforcement structure. They need yeah. a new book. They're long overdue for a book. They're way longer overdue for new models. You could maybe perform at like a five level if you're doing like the yeah. clan squire shooting shit. Right. But pretty much any other. And in true chaos fashion, you can like spike and roll really high, or you can just do nothing. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I wanted to do the Plague Monk thing, but you can't even get them up to their max scale. You get one unit of 30. Right. And yeah, I think they're about a four. I think that they just are not. Yeah, if anything, that's going to be a, another kind of thing where if someone is not prepared to play against them, they might, you know, get st stunted on a little bit. Yeah. But other than that, I, I don't think they pose as much threat as any of the real boogeymen of the... I think uh, the only thing I've seen have any merit is, like, the nine storm fiends in one unit, so you can try to, like, rally them back as they die and have a bunch of them that are just blasting. It's, like, 1,500 points in Scryer for nine of these guys in one unit because they can become battle lines, so you can reinforce it twice. It's really silly, but it's just, it's not good. For sure. Yeah. I think a four is fine. They need love. They need new stuff. They need love. Yeah. We all need love. Right. You know? Okay, next is Maggotkin of Nurgle. Oh, man. What new we, book. What do we new, go with The this? hottest sauce of right now. The, the, the cutest girl at the dance. Yeah. Nurgle. Um, it's really obnoxious to play against. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's just the ward thing, mm -hmm. you know? But it's not enough to make Fire Slayers good enough, apparently. But no, Nurgle's great. They're kind of in a situation where they've got some good spells, but not the easiest ways to cast. Like, uh -huh. you can poke holes in that argument by showing the one weird, exaggerated way they have to have good casting. Right. Like, Rotbring or whatever. There that was discussion good. about the trees and the summoning, whether it was, like, multiplicative and busted, yeah, or if it's one that's, per. And that's... The FAQ came out and they said one per, so summoning for them is really bleh. Yep, back to summoning being shit. Yeah. Um, they have no intention of fixing that, apparently. Yeah. 
Um, but you know what? They, it's frustrating. The super cool, wonderful models that are a lot of the reason people play Nurgle, Rodigus, Grand Clean One, Glockkin. Um, they're just priced out of playability right now. Like well, you gave you gave some examples of like what a great unclean one can do, but Rodigus is a freaking character. You can't right. make him that much right. better. Unfortunately, that this game doesn't really favor their characters yeah, so for the most part. Even with your, even with the strong great unclean one arguments, one out of three is viable of right. their big flagship, you know, one hundred and forty dollar kits. Right. Well, and I think that. Uh, you know, there is play. It's just harder to, to see the lines. Like, there was a 4-in-1 list at LVO that was Glockkin, Blobe, and 20 Blight Kings. And that was the whole thing. And it went 4-in-1. It beat good lists. That's really nice. No, I yeah. think they have the ability to go the distance. Uh-huh. It's another thing where they have a few interwoven complex mechanics. And yeah. if you're the guy that plays Nurgle enough to take to keep those steady disease points. And, uh-huh. or Yeah, it's disease for the damage. It it's disease. contagion for summoning, right? It is, yep. Yeah. CP. Yeah, so, yeah, well, that's not confusing at all. Right. It's not command points or anything. Um, yeah, I, I think give them an eight. You can play them a few different ways. I think they're good. I think it's just they're so fresh now, it's still hard to see the distance that they're yeah, going. Yeah, they're getting painted up right now. They're getting happening. painted up, but they're also getting a little bogged down because I think a lot of the people that would be getting excited about Nurgle are still just figuring out how they feel about all the different Stormcast stuff. Right. So they're probably not really getting tested in the way that they should. But yeah. They're resilient. I think the math is good across the army. They don't have too many things that are just explosive standouts aside from the Magath Lords because they're just super resilient. They all have those sweet numbers. We're talking two rend, at least two damage, good number of attacks, and just having Nurgle's resilience on top of decent attack profiles allows you to kind of invest more in the... uh, kind of uh, tar pit more than one list so far that's been doing well with spamming beast of nurgle too because they can retreat and charge yeah they They offer a lot of lines yeah they deal disease points when they retreat from you and they deal impact mortals when they charge into you so like you just kind of spam them and you just you know, they're also hilarious. Yeah. Who doesn't love those? Right. They're yeah. Funky they're like fungus. Yeah, I think they're fungus an eight, dogs. I think they're an eight plus. I think they're, they can only go up. Yeah. It, it'd be hard to be terrible with a Nurgle army. I think. Yeah. Yeah. And with a lot of plague bears, it's just ridiculously dumb to fight. There's against. a lot of ways you can play. And then, yeah. you know, I won't even soak up more time with triggering you to talk about blight, a Pusco blight Lords and Lord of affliction, but you right. know, you can do that too. Right. So, and you know, I like those anyways. So. Yeah. That's what I was worried about. Yeah. You know, we're just moving on though. You already turned the page. Slaves to darkness. Final chaos. That's you, man. They changed Archeon's war scroll recently. Uh, so he's not quite as good, but his efficiency stayed pretty much the same in slaves to darkness that it was it's just not busted as busted with like his niche or partnering him with uh the other chaos factions um i think knights of the empty throne is still probably the best way to run slaves to darkness with the like a unit of six varengard you make them the general and they've got like fun stuff that they can do i still think that's the best way to play them um it's still it's never been super popular um it's never been super explored but I still think that like three by three Varengard, a couple of like a wizard and a hero and Archeon is still I, a great list. I agree. Those aren't as good as Pistoliers. Right. Right. That's what I was getting. Yeah, at. I agree. <coughs> but yeah, I'm sure that's a functioning list. Um, I don't know. It seems a little bit dated. Archeon's been bullied a little bit, but maybe rightfully so. Yeah. He was I, pretty powerful. Yeah. I think you know, we'll see what 
they're allowed to bring in because that's an army where you can expect them to be able to draw outside their faction and right. we'll see how they incorporate that in this new book but what's happened what we saw with with nurgle is that they ch- are changing and they did it with an faq too so now it's all like disciples of Znich and hedonites of slanesh and maggotkin of nurgle they've changed all those keywords so that specifically Archeon can't get the bonuses like they don't want them synergizing <laughs> with the other demons i mean it's it really makes weird. sense because he in a way is in defiance of the demons so yeah. it would make sense that they wouldn't be directly lending their benefits right but and, and thematically i think it makes sense too because he basically like wins them over and gets them to join so they would only bring their war scroll right they wouldn't bring the things from their god or whatever they would just have whatever they have yeah and bellicor is technically slaves yeah. of darkness yeah I think yeah. we can we can say that Slaves to Darkness just sits around a... Mm-hmm. I'll give him a 7. Okay, I was at yeah. 6.5. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. But will Slash, technically Slaves to Darkness, is also Legion of the First Prince, but Legion of the First Prince, in my opinion, is its own army. Okay. And what do you give Legion of the First Prince? At least 8.5. Okay. <laughs> So we'll say we'll say seven point five. Well, saves. I I I think Legion of the First Prince is its own army. Right, we'll average it across the army. Yeah, like, um, uh, Legion of the First Prince, I think technically ended before our first FAQ as the most winningest list. Okay, one of the least represented because it's again like a control thing, but you get well, to pull the demons. Maybe it's from like a Nurgle thing, you know? Yeah. It's a whatever plus. Yeah. So maybe it's a seven plus until we get more testing with the easy potential to be an eight five. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's a, I think it's at least a eight point five. Okay. I think it can be one of the best lists, but if you play it bad, you'll lose really bad. <laughs> so it's like a big brain. Spoken. Spoken very intelligently. <laughs> okay, I don't know much about death. We're in death now. Okay? We're in death. Flesh eater right. courts. Uh terror guys. Five. Terrorgeist. 5.5, actually. Terrorgeist. Yeah. They're not anything like they were. They were busted oppressive when they came out. Um, they don't do anything. Yeah. They're outdated now. Uh, they just, even, a, even a Vampire Lord on Zombie Dragon is better in Soulbite Gravelords than it is in Flesh Eater Courts, and it's its model. Okay, so, so it is the same model between yeah. those factions. Yes. Yeah. Okay, that always that help, gets me mixed up uh-huh. all the freaking time. And the Ghoul King on Terrorgeist also is the same for okay, both. Great. That's yeah. lovely. Yeah. I think Flesh Eater Courts is like 5.5. They've got some fun stuff. If we get into a realm where it's like constantly challenging bravery or like hurting bravery or something, or like bravery is just still not super important. So, but once it is, Flesh Eater Courts are cool because they can deal a lot of mortals I to think, you and blast you on bravery differences. I think bravery is important in the sense of if you bring something like two, you know, 20 skinks or something. Yeah. Like, you can effectively wipe out the unit by only doing half of the damage. Right. You know? But usually they're only doing that if they're making their bravery 10 or whatever. Sure. Yeah. Right. I'm just saying, like, you kill 10 skinks, that's my I think. Yeah, I think Flush Hitter Court's not in a great spot. They're a little better than average. I think that you're winning two to three games in a five-rounder. That They need some love. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, Night Haunt, uh, we, won't, we won't hardly say even any more about them. They're getting a new book. They need it. They're weird that, like, when I played my Gargots against them, they felt busted. But if you play, like, anything else, they just seem terrible. Yeah. Like, the Ethereal making my Ren 3 nothing was, like, obnoxious as hell. That's cool. And then yeah. the, being able to fight on the charge in addition uh-huh. to during combat, yeah. that's pretty spicy. But, but when I played my opponent, we played, like, you know, 
four or five. We we probably played the whole game and he never got it off. Sure, some re-rolls. people don't roll that yeah. hot, but yeah. some people do, and you're taking that roll for multiple engagements. So I'd right. say you're likely to at least get one free fighting. Yeah. Uh, if you're engaging with three things in a turn, like Night Haunt's like a four for me. Okay. Yeah. Um, but again, brand new book, so it, it could be busted. It could Morn stay about the same. Goals. Yeah, right. That's that's the only way to play. Yeah. My opponent, who I played, did have a Morn goal. Yeah, because it's what cool people do. Okay, Osiark Bone Reapers. Uh, um, catapults. Weird place. They, <laughs> they were like a Nagash thing. They changed Nagash, and he's just like not nearly as good anymore. <clears throat> They're about to get a Tome Celestial, which is like the White Dwarf update. So they're finally going to be allowed to start playing with the 3.0 rules pretty soon. Because before they were really hindered by having the original 3.0 rules and then 3.0 coming out and they like don't have heroic actions that they can do. And like they, they aren't rolling for CP. So like they're just really they're not playing 3.0 with all this new universal stuff. So this new change kind of lets them play the game a little bit more. But I think that losing Nagash really hurt them. I'm going to oh, give yeah. them a six because they are very resilient still. At least you're not playing Flesh Eater Quartz, I guess. Right, right. Better yeah. than Flesh Eater Quartz. Yeah. Even, you know what? I'll go 6.5. 6.5. Fuck yeah. you, Flesh Eater Quartz. Right, exactly. One whole. Okay, but Soul Blight Gravelords, on the other hand. Spicy. Big potential, yeah. Uh, like 7.5. Yeah, I was thinking 8. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I think that they are... Uh, potentially top tier with just such a diverse roster that's all good that's the cool yeah, part they, they do have a lot of good stuff one dope thing that like trees wish they had is that they could they get to pick four grave sites at the beginning and like move them and pop up and come back to life like well, all over the board without they can't be interacted with once they're placed yeah, they're there they don't even physically exist right yeah, yeah. so um th- they're a lot of fun they've got really powerful heroes you can do stuff like that like i was telling you there's like a big bodies spam all your little stuff list sure um which just seems like a fun way to play something based on like zombies and skeletons yeah, exactly I think I think yeah. that they're um, a solid eight. I think they're really good. They okay. made it to the finals of LVO. Unexpected, to be fair. 120 zombies. Just a lot to say, can you answer this? Just fucking deal with it, man. Yeah. yeah. With a Mega Gargant. I mean, math is math. Yep. Um, I would like to play them, but I think that I would fall into that. I think it's a trap for me to play. You, you would like be like, yeah, I could 3D print them, but I also just spent $600 on zombies. Right, exactly. Um, all right, we're on to Destruction. Thank God. First one's Gloom Spike gets. This is a I lot we, bigger of a, of a endurance thing than I thought it would be. Yeah. This is crazy. I think we kind of spoke already that I consider Gloom Spike gets to be about a three. Um, they include trolls? That includes trolls, yeah. Well, I think that the Kragnos change makes the troll list a little bit better because yeah. now that they've got the 3d6 charge, so that's cool. That's what, so maybe that one list could be a four. But That's what Kangi says he's playing. Really? Yeah, he sent me a troll list nice. with Kragnos. That's fun. Apparently, that's what he believes in. I love the troll hag, so you know I'd like to see it. But yeah. I'm still going to give him a three for right now. I don't think their best list brings him up to even a three point. I don't know too much about him. I know that you like the spiders. Yeah, I don't really like... I don't love them. I think that I have he, a fun he pro lo- He list. loves the spiders. Yeah. He's been making a cosplay to be a gloom spike gets spider. Dennis is going to man the eight legs, and I'll be... I have it's a two-person costume that sucks. <laughs> I is, I'm gonna be if I had to cost, but it's butt to butt, so it's not gay. Thing. That's but worse. it would be fine. At that point, I'd rather it be a gay. <laughs> 
Okay, it can't be. Either way, we're fine with it. Yeah, this is a progressive channel. Exactly. Okay, Ogre Maw Tribes. Destruction. Uh, I don't know anything about ogres. One-dimensional, right? Forcibly one-dimensional. I don't know, man. I'm just set up. I, I just feel like I'm like an angry man talking about a war he was in right. when I think about Ogre Maw Tribes. Right. It's just kind of like... Look, man, the faction, the lore is rich, the models need an update, but that's just not even the standout but they problem. Still, they still stand up, though. They're, I mean, I guess, dude. Yeah. It's literally the same body for every freaking ogre. It's interchangeable. Right. It's just like a belly plate and arms, bro. Yeah. And it's not even posable. It's a divot with a V, so you have to put them... You know, it's not my biggest complaint. I don't even want to talk. I feel like I've already talked about it too much. But the problem is, is you have all these other directions of, like... I don't know. You, you can do foot hoggers. You can do the iron guts. You should be able to do like glutton spam and stuff like that or lead belchers. Use your catapults or, you know, I know the iron blasters do okay, but it's not enough shots. If your dice rolls are bad, you're doing bad. Right. But sure, yeah, it can do a lot of damage if you're freaking Tony Hawk's pro skater of rolling dice. Yeah. But other than that, you have stone horns. They're the only thing that even have anything we're close to a save. The frost spear is like the only. Th- three damage weapon you have that's not hitting on fours uh and you don't have access to wards you don't have damage reduction sure you have four wounds a model but you pay for those wounds at a premium price i think foot orgers are are they're unviable but i'll tell you what they have really good spells like just like orcs they have bad casters but really good spells and Frostlord on Stonehorn is a great model. And also, Firebelly is the only way to give Kragnos minus one to be hit. Thank you. That is fun. I think I want to give him a 7.5. Uh, Stonehorns with Kragnos, I think a 7.5 is yep. fine. Yeah. Um, foot, foot Ogres? Five. I'd say 4.5. Foot Ogres with Iron Blasters, a six. And Foot Ogres without Iron Blasters, a four. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the... <laughs> The, the one-dimensionalness, which is like the Stonehorns, with or without Kragnos, like they can swing really high. They can get doubles and just table you early on, or they can kind of flop and do nothing. But like, Yeah, the 3d6 with them, they stand to benefit the most from the Kragnos changes. Like right. They used to be the models that counted the most on objectives, but with the third edition changes, that really doesn't matter anymore. Even a Stonehorn only counts as 10 models, and mm-hmm. more than a few factions have their basic troops counting as two or more models. Right. So that was taken away. You know, a lot of things have access to the trampling charge. So it's pretty much just like the things that made them unique are no longer that so it's kind of just like and the whole army i think can be summed up with high highs and low lows yeah like if you updated their trampling charge to be like a discard the lowest on a 3d6 or something and then maybe made them count as a few more models you don't necessarily have to change them but you need to update everything right and like in theory lead belchers on a soul scream bridge does damage that's you know if you have an eight man unit that's 8d6 I guess, you know, you put the freaking... Uh, but yeah, but that's what I mean with that high, high, low, low. It's like that's eight shots or 48 shots or somewhere in between. And it's just hard to rely on that. I think that I think that they're still powerful. They're popular still, but it's Stonehorns, right? I mean, it's always... It's only going to be Stonehorns. Yeah. Also, Frost Sabers are the greatest. Okay, next is Auric War Clans, okay. which, I mean, is a lot. So we'll just kind of briefly touch on it. it. Yeah. I already said I think that... Uh, 
bone splitters yeah, are bad. Bone splitters are big not Wah great. Is it bad. was kind of a big whiff. Yeah, Big Wah is not bad, but it's it's not as good as Cruel Boys, which are still not amazing, and it's not as good as Iron Jaws. Yeah, but yeah. you even found some cool synergy with like the Sludge Raker and stuff and Kragnos. So like, that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's, it's nice to know that they have that melee option because I generally perceived them as you know sneaky and ranged in the Bolt Boy Mortal spam and uh-huh. stuff like that. So it was nice to see. Cruel like, Boys, if we just are breezing through, um, feel unfinished. Mm. They feel like they need more in their range. Because Iron Jaws do it well. They've got a small range, but it's cohesive and it fits. I don't get that feeling still with Cruel Boys, and I've got a lot of money and points in Cruel Boys. As do I. Yeah. Uh, I think they're good. I, I think, you know, sure. I, I haven't really assessed that sentiment enough to really uh, right. really I get behind it. do have a 27 it. Bolt Boy list. Yeah, I, I think they have enough that's good. It's um, not like a freaking ogre situation where right. you do have limited selection and none of it's really playable aside from two things. I think you at least have options because even if you ran a bunch of those Meyer brute trogoths, decent number of wounds, but the damage outputs on those things are freaking crazy. Right. You know, so you have those or you do the sludge raker beasts or you bring freaking 27 bolt boys. You know, right. I think they have their options. And if, if the rogue idol got a bit of a tweak, I think that would be viable again. Mm-hmm. I mean, in Big Wah, you still could bring uh, Go- Gordrak. You can, yep. So, like, I don't know. You have so access I think I to give... fun things. Gobsprack is a good wizard. He's not a bad model. He's a fine wizard. I think for his points, he's a good wizard. The point like, drop helped. Yeah, 20 points was cool. You go peep a fucking battle mage on a griffin for 300 points and tell yeah. me Gobsprack isn't well, better. Well, I've always had this kind of thought process with him is that like the the armies that really, really care about casting can usually get enough bonuses that it's unlikely that he's going to be successful. And the ones that can't can decide that it's okay just not to cast their spells. And that's I been my experience with playing him so far. I think the, the 3D6 to unbind is really fun on something like a Branch Wraith or right. that because you could just like have the potential to just like melt one of their small casters for right. trying to do right. something. And I've heard a fun story where like Marathi went to go cast a spell and dude unbound it and killed the Marathi with the flip back damage. Yeah. So like it's fun. But let me just say Bone Split is at a 4. Okay. Big Wad a 5. Okay. Cruel Boy's at a 6.5. Okay. Iron Jaws, though, 8. All right. Pushing 8.5. Okay. Um, Iron Jaws feel sweet. They're powerful. They play the board. They Honestly. have big attacks, big damage. <laughs> Their only weakness is that Thunder Lizards is such a big counter to them that it's tough to... Why is that? Because, like, the whole shtick with um, Iron Jaws is that you can buff up their damage okay. from 1s to 2s with the War Chanters, and you really... Um, negate that so they kind of come in and they don't smash and bash you you really take it you really take away like one of their huge things okay that makes sense yeah all right but yeah i think they're an eight pushing an 8.5 because i think that they are like the true gatekeeper right now is like a double mega boss on mock russia like can you deal with it with these pigs at least they don't get amulet anymore right I think you and I both agree that Amulet could have stayed a five point, but that's um, a hot goss. That's, right that's a whole other episode, right, I think. Right. Um, Where so did yeah. we go wrong? Auric War Clans, uh, cool stuff. Like I like their aesthetic, of course. I had Iron Jaws, I sold them though. I didn't really care. Um, I like Cruel Boys. Like they're cool, they're fun. I think that they need a little bit of attention. I think they will get some point 
drops. But like I said, I think they need more in that range, too. It just doesn't feel complete. Okay. Yeah. Sons of Bayhamot. Trash. Stop playing. <laughs> well, we both sold our Sons of Bayhamot army within this last week. Yeah. Not, not because they're <laughs> atrocious, but they're just not the powerhouse that they were. But I didn't play them for that reason. Yeah, you liked them, but yeah. now you're just kind of over it. I mean... Yeah. It's frustrating. Like, they are the epitome of things only really playing one way. Right. You can have one more of one thing or one less of another thing, right. but it's just, it's the same well, And they asked, they asked a couple questions, which were tough to beat up until recently, which is, do you have enough damage to deal with them? And I think a lot of armies do now. Or they said, do you have enough bodies to contest against them, which we're starting to see more and more. Yeah. So, um, you know, with the amulet change, with a couple of other changes, they're less effective um, but they're still disgusting. I mean, like, I think you're still going to win three or four games a lot of times if you're a good Suns player, you know? I think sure. it's going to be harder to go five, though. I think I'm going to give them an eight. Okay. They're still one of the winningest armies in the game. Yeah. According to, like, the stats that, that Rob's doing at Honest War Gamer, they're, like, the best odds of at least what getting three wins is with this army. Yeah, I think the thing is, it's, like, it's not one of those things where it's, like, to take it away from good Gargant players, but... It's one of those things that's kind of hard to mess up to some extent. Yeah. Like, the value is sewn into the models. Yeah. So as long as you have the wherewithal to be like, get on objectives. Like, you know, whether or not you're doing the, the coherency tricks and shit like that. Uh -huh. uh, just smashing and bashing, having all those wounds, doing monstrous actions across virtually every model you right. own. Uh, it, there's a lot, and they're all hero monsters. And, yep, and they can really capitalize on your opponent's mistakes. Really yeah, well. and, and how many factions can move the objective? Right. Come That's on. That's fun. I think they're really cool. I think I'm going to give them an eight. I think they're trending downwards. Yeah. Um, but they might. They might not. They may not be an eight next month, but I'm cool with them being an eight today. Right. Did we make it? We did. The last thing is the endless spells. <laughs> Well, we can save that for another day. All of the endless spells suck except for Life Swarm. And Cogs. And Bridge. Uh, even and Cogs. Portal. Yeah, Bridge, Portal, and Life Swarm. Those are the ones you're taking. Ra and Ravnax Gnashing Jaws. Yeah, and the Jaws, but but not those. <laughs> <laughs> grave, suffocating Grave Tide. What do you think? Were we fair with our points or. Me? Yeah. I thought you were being like super meta and posing it to the audience. To, oh, okay. Sure. Were we fair? Too. Dial one yeah. eight hundred. Yeah. I don't leave care. us comments somehow and yeah. like it somehow. Um, Spray paint your comments onto Mason's house. Right. That's how I'll know. Right. Maybe we'll make a Discord channel. We'll or make something. it sink in. What well, do you think, though? I don't know. I think it was fine. Yeah. Like it's hard to do that right just on the fly, uh -huh. you know. But we just winged it. Yeah. And I think generally. We might have ranked things a little too high. I don't think we put enough things really in the six or seven category. Uh, Nobody got a 10, though. Is there a 10 army? I would say Lumineth is the 10. They're just really not right now. Well, they were most recently the 10. Yeah. And things are going to change again. So I don't really know. Yeah. That's why it's hard to say because, you know, the things that could be a 10 could be the thing that gets a new book. Mm -hmm. Like, Nurgle's not a 10, but maybe could be. Right. Like, it's it's hard to say because in the hands of the right, it's the, because at a certain point, any army, I think, can only be a 9. But it's like it has to be the player plus the army that brings something to a 10. Right. So, so I don't really know. 
Um, you know, I think it's, we were we were pretty fair with saying like competitively, none of the armies are ones and twos. Like you will never win a game, okay. right? But I don't think that there's a ten necessarily either. Maybe a nine point five argument could be made for some of them. But the, the ten army is probably cities of Stormcast until they fix the rules. Yeah, maybe so. Or like pre-change, um, you know, pre-early nerfs with giants. Like they were probably the closest you were going to get to a, a yeah, team, but not but not now. But you know, for all of the balancing issues within the game, they do do a, a decent job of having an Achilles heel for each yeah. faction at least. There's no one that can just be unbeatable outright. And I'm not a huge fan of like the ITC or those rankings and stuff, but it is pretty cool that they track so that if you're like a beast of chaos main and you're taking it and going three and two and four and one and really punching above your weight class that they, you know, there's like representation and, and recognition you of that. You can say like, you're the best cool. in the world with a bad faction. Right. That's lit. Yeah, that's fun. It's um, everyone's dream. Do you have anything that we should add to sign off? Any like last minute comments about any of the factions? Uh, well, my last minute comments. What's your favorite one? My favorite faction. Right now, not historically, but like right now. <laughs> Freaking Phoenix Guard and Pistoliers. Okay, yeah, that's fair. Cowboys and elves with halberds and, and phoenixes made of ice. No, phoenixes. That's where I'm at right <laughs> now. It's all. It's all I want. It's all I need, and I'm gonna have a lot of fun playing it. Yeah, but I was like, you know, get to mix in the dwarves, like cities. Cities just so fun. Yeah, endless play. You don't have to make a choice. You can have all the powers. Right. right. Yeah, you know, it's just fun. You get to paint a bunch of different textures, make things look different, but it's still on scheme. Yep. It's just cool. There's so much room for stuff to do, and uh, I'm looking forward to proving that you can play genuine cities, and you don't have to just be a nerd that you know swims in our pool because you like Stormcast Eternals. Right. You know, right. get out of my pool, kid. <laughs> Yeah. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. We'll be back, uh, hopefully, with a special guest next week. No promises. Yeah, that 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 would would be nice. Yeah. Um, Yep. And don't forget that this episode was sponsored by Gobsprack's Magic Dew. Now, this is a beauty product that is said to rejuvenate uh, the collagen within your face. And, you know, the thing is, uh, you really want – it's hard to read because uh, he, he hand uh, inscribes every bottle with the instructions. Okay. But right. uh, if you apply... He's a little crazy. Yes, if you apply too much, you will... Uh, Maybe turn into let's, a squig. Let's just say experience a different kind of transformation. Gotcha. So just make sure uh, Gosbrack's Magic Dew is uh, unrivaled mm-hmm. as far as the beauty products, and it's what all the magazines are talking about. And do about. you have a like a website or a phone number you um, can call? You have to mutilate a crow while saying the special words. Okay. And uh, I think the FCC is not going to allow us to say those words today on this episode, but find it somewhere. What? what oh, yeah. The magic words. Yeah, yeah. Well, the thing is, I just regularly do that to crows. So my fear is that if I said the words, it would count as the ritual. I don't know if there's a margin. I see. Like, I see. It was like an hour ago. So right. I feel like in the world of magic, that might be close. I appreciate that. Then we better not. Yeah, well, discount code um, Mason the Crow for 20% off uh, when you utter your ritual. Right. So, cool. Thanks Until for joining time, us. Guys. For Carry Us Mason, um, I'm Dennis. <laughs>